This is the NRL.com Fantasy Podcast. Hello and welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast, the podcast where we try and help you get the best value out of your fantasy teams by analysing all the ins and outs and look at who to buy and sell. Uh, my name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined in the studio by fantasy experts Don Brock and Adrian McMurray. Gentlemen, how are we this week? Yeah, going very well, CK. It's a, it's a hectic week with all the, the round finishing yesterday uh, or on Tuesday and then uh, we kick things off again on Thursday. So uh, a short amount of time to fix up our teams. Yeah, we don't even get all the um, all the team lists until Thursday afternoon and then round nine kicks off Thursday night. So, um, yeah, all happening. Yeah, we've got the Anzac Day teams uh, naming their teams on, on Thursday afternoon and then straight into Thursday night footy with Brisbane and Penrith. So it was a very short turnaround. It feels like a long time ago that uh, Manly were winning in Golden Point against Canberra, but that's where we're uh, trying to cram in everything this week. So we'll, we'll go straight into the team changes. We've got Brisbane versus Penrith uh, on Thursday night. Brisbane, basically unchanged. I think Carhu's back for Mead, which isn't all that relevant unless you're one of the people still holding Jordan Carhu. Penrith are unchanged, uh, which is probably significant for a few reasons, which means uh, Bryce Cartwright's still at 5'8", Tamari Martin in the reserves. Uh, Corey Harawira Naira is an absolute uh, blessing for those of us who've got him named to start again, although J- James Fisher-Harris is in the reserves as well. What are we thinking about this one? Yeah, it's great It's great news for those who have uh, Harawira Naira in there in their squad or in their 17 now. He was great again on the weekend. Um, it's it's possibly good news for Cartwright as well. It depends what they do. If this is just a, a one-off, um, or not a one-off, they had the same team last week, but Tamara Martin um, coming back from injury. So they've struggled pretty badly in the first six or first two months of the season. They might need to change things up. Last year, a half pairing of um, Cartwright and uh, Nathan Cleary worked really well. They might go back to that. Who knows? Mm. If that happens, that's probably good for Cartwright um, because unusually he scores better in the halves than he does in the second row, I think, most of the time. He tends to get through a lot of defence anyway, even though he's playing in the halves. He gets targeted a lot um, and he gets more attacking stats. So that would make him more fantasy relevant than he has been so far. Yeah, playing next to a forward, another forward as well, uh, you know, sort of, I guess limits his uh, uh, missed tackles and he won't lose many points that way. A break-even of 76 this week, so not a must-have at this stage. And you certainly wouldn't want to be buying him off a score of uh, 27, I think it was. No. So, But in the coming weeks, if this trend continues, uh, if him playing 5-8 and his scores improve, then he could be a buy. Yeah, his, his form's got to improve a lot as well. He came yeah. back from injury last week and probably shouldn't have, going by how he, how he played. <laughs> um, yeah, but we know he's he's a star in the making. Um, he's been great before, so could get back to it. Yeah, uh, like you said, less missed tackles, and it does allow him to bob up on both sides of the field and get those attacking stats in with, rather than being pinned to one edge like he is in the back row. Um, we'll head into South and Manly. Adam Reynolds named to return. Um, still good news for Crichton owners, though, with George Burgess suspended, pushing Kyle Turner back into the front row. Uh, I guess Crichton's the big news out of this one. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's looking pretty solid anyway, even even with George Burgess around. He hasn't, not that Burgess has been crash shot even before his uh, suspension. So, you know, great news for, you'd think he at least plays, you know, the next month, um, probably close to 80 minutes. Um, as long as that happens, you know, he's, he's a keeper. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, a negative break even as well this week again. So his price is going to keep rising and uh, the scores at the moment outstanding. Yeah, and uh, Manly are unchanged. And Dylan Walker, who I cleverly sold last week, ahead of his one of his two big scores oh, of the boy. year. Yeah, let's <laughs> move on. Let's move on. 
Cowboys and Para. Uh, Cowboys, uh, they're named uh, the same 17, but Jonathan Thurston is on the reserves and potentially comes back in. Um, ben Hampton, which uh, looks like a bit of a misfire, he's down in the reserves and, and Thurston back won't help him. Uh, JT would probably push Asiata to the bench with Corey Jensen out, I'm assuming, which uh, Corey Jensen, a few people were eyeing off last week. And Callum Ponga, obviously, is still going great guns in the back with no Lachlan Coote. Yeah, Pong has been fantastic. Uh, a little filthy. I didn't uh, pick him up. Uh, got Brad Abbey instead, and that really didn't work out too well. Same. <laughs> it happens, though. Uh, you know, a few people picked up Asiata as well. Uh, yeah, it looks like potentially his, his time starting in the halves is over, and wouldn't it have been fantastic to see him come up against Kenny Edwards in a halves battle for the ages. Giant halves. Do we, do we have any idea when Lachlan Coote comes back? It's a bit of a mystery now. Yeah, well, he came back so quickly for the first time and then looked at it seemed to be the same injury. Yeah. Um, probably maybe a four-weeker from when he did it the second time. So you'd have to think week to week he's, he's pretty close. Obviously not this week because he's not named anywhere in the 21, but um, surely it's too late to be buying Callum Yeah, now. Yeah, obviously if you've, if, you've still got, if you've already got him, then you're laughing, obviously. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think you, it, it's a bit of a worry with um, uh, Coot still the first-choice fullback when he's fit. Yeah, Ponga now at uh, 3.39, so a couple of more price rises there, and he'll be good to uh, offload, I guess, in a, in a few weeks when Coop returns. Potentially uh, a couple more games around Origin, maybe, depending on what they do with their team. Eels are basically unchanged. They've just got Kenny Edwards named to start at 5.8 for Brad Takarangi, who's out for a bit with uh, Bevan French still not back, and David Gower joins the bench. Not a lot fantasy relevant going on here, other than uh, Corey Norman looking pretty appealing for overall coaches. It was good, wasn't it? Um Corey Norman had had a couple of quietish games, scores around 40, I think, and then showed what he could do on the weekend. Got two tries, which helped a lot, but his running game was great. Um, quality playmaker, and with that buy schedule you mentioned for overall, uh, plays in all three major buy rounds. So he's going to be a really popular buy in the next few weeks. I think I was really tempted this morning. You know the, the early trade rage you get you see a terrible score in your team <laughs> I wanted to flick Cherry Evans out and get Norman in because I think they're sort of around the same price but that would be silly the so old chasing last that. week's points with a sideways it's, trade move. Uh, yeah. you do it and then you feel good about it then you realise how bad it is then you reverse it exactly <laughs> take a deep breath <laughs> the joy of reverse trade is, isn't it yeah. reverse yeah reverse that um, the next game I think is probably the, the juicy one for our purposes Gold Coast versus Newcastle uh, let's start off with the Titans they've lost uh, Cops, Copley, Grebsmall and uh, Carl Lawton all injured. Uh, LG's back on the bench, which uh, he scores 20s in 80 minutes, so I'm assuming bench won't help sell, him sell, sell. too much. Um, and Jared Hayne obviously uh, getting his second game after a pretty positive 38 last week. Where do we start with this one? Yeah, so Hayne's an interesting one. Um, it's, it's a good uh, sign for those who have kept him all this time while he was... Um, on the sidelines, 38's a good score. More importantly, he, he looked really good. He looked like he could do anything at any minute. So um, that means he's got tries in him and he's got try assists in him. He can hit those big scores theoretically. Um, so see what happens. I'm not sure what his break even is this week. Um, but, you know, interesting buy. Still around that 200,000 mark, a bit more than that, I think. Um, as we said, LG's a, a sell as fast as you can. Yep. Could he be a sell to a guy who's now starting for Newcastle? Let's run through them. They've lost Barnett to injury. Uh, Sam Stone and Luke Yates look to be the winners uh, in the pack. Sione starting in the back row, which is good for his owners. And Jalen Feeney, obviously, at halfback with still no Trent Hawkinson. Not sure when we're expecting him back. 
do we dare consider Jalen Fiennes as a fantasy option? <laughs> if you told us at the start of the year that come round eight or nine, we'd be talking about buying Jalen Feeney again. I mean, the good sign is, so last year, for those who didn't play or <laughs> avoided him somehow, uh, Feeney was a bit of a disaster. He got named at fullback in round one. He's not a fullback, he's a half. So the good news this time around is he's, he's going to play in the halves. So that helps. That means at least he gets a few tackles, yeah. gets his hand on the ball a bit. Um, kick meters possibly, although Brock Lamb does most of the kicking at Newcastle. So, and he's in his basement price. So that's all good. But we've already seen <laughs> Hampton, we've seen LG, we've seen these cheap guys who don't get any points and just end up taking up a spot on your bench. So, don't know. I'm tempted, but the ghosts of 2016 <laughs> still haunt me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it's looking like a very appealing buy. You know, freeing up Eber Cash, getting rid of LG potentially. Um, or whoever else you need to offload there. Um, but, you know, with Trent Hodkinson, still, he's still there. They could potentially bring him back at some point. We don't know. Well, and he's week to week, surely. Like, is he actually... He's not unavailable injured. He's just managing an injury and out of form, and Brownie's going in a different direction at the moment. Is that where we're at? So. I think so. I think it's mm. just trying out, trying out new things, looking at the youngsters. Um, yeah, look, as a Knights fan, I'd like to see Hodkinson out there if, whenever he can. Um, yeah. You know, we need someone with experience and uh, and those kind of playmaking skills. But it looks like they're going to give the other guys a, a a go whenever possible. So Feeney could be around for a while. I mean, who knows? It could it could be around long term. Yeah. Um, you know, ideally, if if you were to get him, your ideal situation is he scores what thirty points a game, maybe more. Plays for four or five or six weeks. Yeah. Then get rid of him. Well, his break-even this week's 21. I don't think he's guaranteed to score that this week. Which is No, but if we extrapolate his eight points in 20-odd yeah. minutes through a whole game, you're sure. talking about you know 30s just in, in tackles and, and kick metres, assuming he doesn't. I think his problem last year for those who were just joining us with his string of single-digit scores was a host of missed tackles and, and errors because he was playing out of position and then not really getting any positive stats outside of that. So in his preferred position... We're thinking purely base stats should, should bump him up to something a bit more reasonable. Yeah, it's yeah. still a risk, but, <laughs> but he's so cheap that if you want to cash out, and a lot of people are looking to cash out some um, mid-ranged halves, then you know, he's an option. Well, that's the other thing, because um, so many of us, myself included, Kane LG is an urgent sell because he's, he's not made much money and uh, he's making poor scores in, in big minutes. So as we saw with Riley Jackson, tries we'll get as well. two, yeah, while scoring <laughs> try, two tries for 33 points. As we saw with Riley Jacks getting, was it two points in three minutes or something yep. um, this week, he's going to lose all his money really quickly if we don't sell him. So you're going to need to jump off LG pretty quickly, which means uh, Jalen Feeney comes into the equation sooner than we'd probably like. The other thing at um, Newcastle is, yeah, as you, as you said, um, Luke Yates and Sam Stone now have pretty good job security, you would think, in that back row. At least with, for the next six or so weeks with Bure and Barnett out. And yeah. Barnett, yeah, so um, Stone's the better buy if you're looking at a buy around mm. mid-200, so he's not base price anymore. A lot of people have already sold him. Um, but he's got a, I think, negative break-even after hitting 50 on the weekend. Yep. Um, yeah, negative two there. Negative two, yeah. So so he's an option. He's about, what is he, 240? 242. 242. So, you know, he's not that cheap. But if, you, if you've if you missed out on some cash cows and you, have a, you haven't used all your trades, 
because it's getting time to start saving trades if you've burnt through a lot. He's, you know, he's an option. Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Down to 23 well, already. It's, yeah, it's, you know, you've got to conserve those trades. But it, we have seen with guys like Crichton and, and a few others where they've been at a tricky price, but it has paid off if you want to take that risk. Yeah, OK. Well, uh, lots of uh, info there on Titans and Knights. Move on to Dogs and Raiders. Um, not much doing at Dogs. Hopawati is on uh, the reserves list with uh, Frawley, who obviously will come into the 17 again. Um, not much news otherwise. I guess Hopper would come in for Marcelo Montoya via a reshuffle. Yep. Um, not really much to, to worry about there fantasy-wise. And Clay Priest returns from a shoulder injury for Dunamis Louis for the Raiders. Um, again, not much uh, change-wise there. Anything we want to add to those two? Adrian, teams? as a Matt Frawley owner, are you panicking yet? It's it's very it's so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> it's really annoying as well. Uh, well, I guess he's not going to lose. He yeah. will start losing money soon if he keeps scoring around ten. Yeah, uh, he hasn't made that much, right? Like he got those sort of forties-ish two games. I don't know if he made a whole lot in that time. Yeah, there was that jump. I think he's around to the two hundred mark at the moment. All oh, right. Um, so he made a little bit, and then it's really just the someone's pumped on the brakes real yeah. hard with those price <laughs> rises. Uh, but I, I, my priority is getting out LG at the moment, so I will. Uh, yeah. I'll, you know, no need to sell at this stage. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Raiders, other than uh, me putting the coach's mock on Leilua and also <laughs> Elliot Whitehead, who I bought last week. Um, hopefully they both bounce back uh, in short order. Move on to the Tigers and the Sharks. Uh, West Tigers are unchanged. Uh, Beale and Luke Lewis return for the Sharks with Jason Bakuya. Not a lot doing in these two games either. Happy to move along? Yeah, Anyone? let's move along. No, <laughs> nothing, not too many talking um, points there. Just leaves us with the Dragons, Roosters, Storm and Warriors who are waiting uh, for Thursday to get their confirmation on their teams. But the Dragons, we do know Gareth Widdop won't play. Uh, knee injuries ruled him out for, we're thinking, six or so weeks. Uh, mail seems to be that Kurt Mann comes in, which is a bit of a disappointment for those of us still stuck with uh, Jay Field on the bench. Yeah, it would have been great for Field to get a run. Um, I mean, you know, who knows? The teams don't come out for a couple of days by the time we're recording this. But, uh, yeah, it looks like Kurt Mann's going to get get the go at six um not that fantasy relevant yeah. um uh yeah could potentially yeah. i guess open the door for jay field to take the the bench utility role which you know if there's an injury and he gets 60 minutes or something scores a try and makes a few dollars <laughs> in my reaching <laughs> it could be uh matt, i don't know if i could do it because i'd have like matt frawley times two essentially yeah uh, but yeah kurt man a, a very awkwardly priced he played a few games on you know in, in the back line t- 272 um, scored okay as well. That's why his price is a little little higher. A couple of uh, 38, 50, and a 37 in there, and, and 34 in that that game against the Roosters. Um, but yeah, a little frustrating that we we can't just cash someone out and get field in. Speaking of uh, cashing out, one thing I wanted to bring up this week is some guys who uh, haven't been keepers in the past but are pushing towards keeper status this year. So we've talked a little bit about guys like um, Kafusi down at Melbourne, uh, Angus Crichton at Souths, uh, Harawira Naira at Panthers, uh, Jared Wallace doing great things at the Titans. Uh, for those of us who are starting to, starting to run out of trades, these are guys who potentially we'd be keeping in our team's season long. It could be the new generation of keepers. Yeah, I mean, going by their scores at the moment, and certainly this week all four of those guys did great. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you really don't have to think about it too much yet. Just keep them while they're going big. Um, don't know about job security in the long term, but, you know, happy days right now. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Kafusi, 46 tackles um, in, in the game against the Warriors and 93 metres. So just from base stats alone, that's, you know, rock solid. Uh, and and adding a, a couple of tries over the last few weeks, and that's really good scores. Yeah, he's probably the biggest chance of being a keeper if uh, he keeps that spot when Tohu Harris comes back yes. for the Storm, which could be as soon as this week or next week. Um, but he looks, he's, he's been playing really well, so you'd think he keeps that second row spot. And Ken, Kenny Bromwich falls out of the starting team. This round's player in focus. Uh, we're going to look at Roosters halfback Mitchell Pearce, who's hit a really uh, white-hot patch of form. What do we think about Mitch Pearce? He's been a keeper in the past. He's, uh, he's red-hot at the moment. Is he a buy? Is he origin sort of too much of a risk? Uh, let's look at Mitch Pearce. Yeah, well, I think uh, we were put off initially at the start of the year because of his um, price. And he had a you know great sort of back end to last year, scored really well and was sort of a surprise and a real point of difference for those that got him. Um, this year he's even, you know, gone even better. Uh, I think he's averaging 58 at the moment and is just looking like a sensational buy. Unfortunately, I think Origin selection will dampen his appeal somewhat, but a half that's averaging 58, you want to try and get him in there somehow. Yeah, so actually he had a bit of a slow start to the year. He got 40 and then 29 in the first two rounds, and then has kind of exploded since then, had 270s and 88 a couple of weeks ago, 67 on the weekend. Uh, he's scoring tries, which boosts his scores, but, you know, he can score tries. The Roosters are, are back generally, you know, setting up a lot of tries, coming up with field goals to win games, um, you would have to think he's the front-runner for the Blues halfback spot now based on mm. current form, um, which, as you say, does, does hurt, his, um, you know, hurt him as a, as a buy, especially if you're playing for overall points. Um, the Roosters play on two major buy rounds. Round yes. 12 and 18, the yeah. first and third, yeah. So that would make him a really good option if he wasn't playing Origin, but it makes him a pretty bad option yeah. just in terms of buys if, if he is because that means he'll miss... Uh, four games at least during the origin period. Yeah, so scores a little bit inflated, tries in three of his last four games, but as you say, it proves that he he can get over the stripe and there's no reason he can't get a few more. I think he's getting 20-ish points just in kick metres a week, Mm -hmm. so base stats are pretty positive. Um, Rooster's getting a few points, I think three-round average of 67, five-round average of 65, so it's, what do we think, a case of just wait and see what the origin teams are before rushing him in? Well, if you're playing for head-to-head, so if you're not really worried about your overall... Uh, ranking, then I, I just ignore Origin altogether, and and you know if you want a half right now, then he's probably probably the best option, even without goals. That a few of the other guys, the goal kickers, um, Johnson, Cleary, these guys, he's he's still outscoring them right now. So if you're playing head to head, I think he's a great buy. If you're playing Origin, uh, sorry, overall, yeah, I think you have to wait. Um, and yeah, as I say, I, I kind of expect him to be the Blues halfback. Cool. Mm. Yeah, alternatively, if you do want another premium half and you don't have Sean Johnson, I think he could be a man. He's scoring you know, well still. Uh, the Warriors aren't winning uh, the last few weeks, but he's still uh, you know, doing well in fantasy. All right, let's run our eyes over the cash cows for the week. Cash cows. We've talked about Feeney. Um, is there much else to say other than you probably don't want to buy him this week unless you need to sell LG, but hopefully he makes a bit of money? Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, he got a, he only scored eight on the weekend, but that was limited minutes off yep. the bench. Um, yeah, he should get good game time, you would think, from now yeah. when, he get, when he gets picked at all. It could be a case of wait and see this week. I don't think there's any harm un, yeah, unless you're desperate to offload yeah. LG or someone. And, so, and some people are bringing in non-players, like just red mm. cuts. So he's a slight step up 
from that, he'll score something at least. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast yet this year, but Herman Assessi, or SESI, one of those two, uh, at Brisbane, named to start at the moment. He's uh, He's been right under the radar, but he's made what's he up 80 or 100 grand um pumping out sort of 40s ish uh have we missed the boat on him is he just a, a nice little bonus for those who who jumped on him yeah i haven't really considered him much but he has been uh, a late inclusion in that broncos team in the starting team the last couple of weeks yeah, it's a weird thing they do where they he starts and thide and um yeah, corbin sims bench. yeah corbin sims goes yeah. back to the bench alex glenn starts yeah so yeah, and it's, it's hard to know. They're going to keep naming him on the bench, I think, in Jersey 16 every week, so it's hard to know if that's going to keep happening. But, yeah, interesting one. What, what's his price? So he's break-even to 14, priced at 282 now. He's already gone up uh, 131000 Yeah, I think you've probably missed him. When there's guys like mm. Sam Stone around in the forwards who have negative break-even and are a bit cheaper and do have, at least short-term, some guaranteed minutes, you'd think. Um, I think he's probably a better option. Yeah, I picked him up in draft actually last week out of the free agency pool, um, which was a nice SESE little or yeah, SESE, yeah, and uh, which was a nice little pickup. Helped out my front row there because my <laughs> draft team's pretty diabolical this year. But in terms of classic, uh, yeah, he is sort of at that awkward sort of price now where he's he's made a bit of cash. He'll still continue, uh, you know, making cash if he keeps pumping out these forties, but uh, not an urgent pickup. What about Stone, Stone, who you mentioned? His break-even's minus two, um, getting some good minutes at the moment, 242k. I personally sold him a few weeks ago when uh, it was the week that Luke Yates got named to start and I did the old switcheroo. Um, have we missed the boat on Stone or could he potentially be a, a cash-out for, I don't know, like a Sirenin or someone if we're looking to sell a, a forward somewhere? Yeah, I, I don't think you've missed the boat. I think he'll make good money. As we've said, we've talked about him before and said the Knights forward pack generally is a bit of a mystery week to week with those young guys but with Bura and Barnett both out for what six weeks mm. possibly longer that I mean that should mean he's he's a fairly safe starter you would think in that time yeah you'd think so and yeah the fact that there's more upside now because he was in a reduced role before now yep. he's getting that that bigger role in the Knights pack that really um you know makes him a more appealing buy as opposed to SESE, which, you know, he's playing 45 minutes. The one downside being he's not as cheap as he was. So it's a guaranteed two trades. You don't bring him in and then just leave him there unless yep. he becomes a keeper somehow. Um, you have to cash him out later to get any value out of it. So you're factoring in two trades. You're not getting a maximum cash out this week if you bring him in. So you've got to weigh up what you need for your team. Jared Hayne, break-even of 16, priced at only 214k, which, as we mentioned in previous weeks, is well down on what his peak was in uh, 2014. Looked pretty good on the weekend, scored 38. Uh, looks like he's capable of a lot more. Uh, only available at wing fullback, but can potentially cash out via duels. All these guys like Kotrick, Suli, Talakai, Jennings, all these yeah. you know, sort of semi I think it's pretty much exactly where Billy Slater was a few weeks ago when a few people bought, bought him when he came back from injury. Um, similar price, similar kind of scoring potential, I think. Slater's been a bit better than we all expected, hitting around 40, low 40s. Yep. Hayne could do the same. Um, so, again, it depends what you need in your, in your team. Um, he's not a must-buy. If you're looking for keepers, there's better options. Um, he's not super cheap again, so you're not freeing up that much money bringing him in, but, you know, good buy, I think. The Titans have buys in... Rounds 12 and 18 as well. So origin selection could uh, come into a little bit. I mean, I guess you'll only miss the round 15 then with origin selection on top of the other two. They have buys in those? Buys in, in 12 and Yeah, so he'll miss four games then. That means he has right. to buy somewhere else. 
Yes. yes. Yeah. Sorry, we're having mass bike. <laughs> yeah. We'll sort that out later. But if only there were different words that meant to purchase a player and the week they have off due to origin. We <laughs> apologies for that. Um, but if you go, if you've got say Kotrick right now, and he sort of scores it, tape it off a little bit, it does seem appealing to cash him out for Hayne, who should score at least as much or... Yeah, they should more. score better and is a fair bit cheaper. And so. you free up almost 100 grand straight away. Yep. Anyone else who are on the radar as cheap pickups that we haven't discussed? No one comes to mind. There's a, there's a heap of guys with negative break-evens, but they're like Crichton and Kafusi or, or low sure. break-evens that are, are really, you know, not cash cows as such. Um, more like cut-price keepers. Exactly, yeah. So that's, that's where we're at And at it the could moment. still be worth getting those guys if you rate them as keepers. Let's talk about some peaked cash cows now. Who is it time to sell? And uh, we'll start off a little bit of breaking news. Trent Merrin is confirmed into the Australian uh, Kangaroos number 13 jersey for the rep round. I, as a long-suffering Trent Merrin owner, (laughs) am hoping that uh, getting drawn into the rep environment somehow prompts him to explode into the sort of form we saw last year. He's already lost, what is it, 150-odd K, so he's Ideally, I guess, a hold still, even though he's going Well, he can't terrible. get any worse than he was on the weekend. Is, that a, is that a positive? <laughs> <laughs> 21 with 21. 14 demerits, uh, five missed tackles, yuck. an error and a penalty. Only 48 minutes, I think, is the thing that I'm most concerned about. Mm. I don't know. I, I've, look, I've, a few weeks ago I was saying hold, then I was saying probably hold, and now... Who knows? Is he going still hold. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've lost so much. Is it a case of you, you know go to someone like Stone and hope that you know you, you still make a heap of cash there um, and potentially get a better scorer each week on current form that would that would be the case yeah it depends what you need again so that's that's as we've said that's two trades you're yeah. burning up trades there um, yeah do you go straight to a keeper you need a lot of money to do that mm. now um, I don't know I mean he could still you know he's done it before he's averaged 55. Most seasons he tends mm. to average really big, so he could still do it. All right, well, I can't handle <laughs> any more talking about Trent Merrin. Let's move on. Are we selling guys like, I assume, Curtis Siren and we want to sell now? Riley Jacks is an urgent sell. Kane Elgie is an urgent sell. Uh, Nick Kotrick, I guess, is arguably a sell because he's peaked. Dean Fare, uh, Brian Kelly, uh, poor scores on the weekend. Uh, these are all guys we want to rush out of our teams? I think so. There's outside backs... You don't necessarily have to rush it. They can hit a good score in any given week. Kelly and Kotrick, these guys. Um, the others, I think, are all urgent sales. LG and Riley Jacks, especially. I think after that, now that he's on the bench. Mm. And Siren got that little uh, points boost for a few weeks, and really, you know, you got that last little bit of cash out of him. But mm. now it's time to, to offload with a, a relatively poor score on the weekend as well. Yep, that's weird. Uh, Frank Winnerstein looked like the more urgent sell out of him and, and Curtis Siren, and he's just suddenly he's his good. involvement's gone way up. But uh, Siren's tape it off, and he's to sell. Um, what do we think about Jaden Braley? Twenty nine on the weekend. We all thought he was going to be a hold while Sigiaro was out. It wasn't a great score. Yeah, I'm not too put off as a Braley owner. He got 50-odd the week before, was it? Yes. Yep. Yeah, so so it could happen again. I mean, he, he got he got that score on the weekend. He had big minutes. He played 70-something minutes. 73 or 4, yeah. He got 29. Um, but, yeah, it's, just, it's down to really defensive work for him. He doesn't do that much more. He runs a bit more these days than he did at the start of the season. But if he can get through a few tackles... He can easily get another good score. He hasn't quite peaked yet, I don't think. So Rick Evans still only 26, so exactly. he's not going to go down this week. So nothing urgent there. If you can jump off to a, to a gun, then fine, but otherwise I wouldn't panic. 
Yeah, 37 tackles on the weekend. The four missed tackles really hurt him. But, yep. you know, as we sort of said there, not urgent. Fan questions from the hashtag, yeah. Questions from the hashtag. Um, so we'll start off with Blake Healy, who wants to sell Riley Jacks and Cohen Hess for Corey Norman and Ryan Simpkins, or for Pearson Johnson, Jensen, cheap forwards. Too many questions. Jackson, Hess out for Norman and Simpkins. Do we like it? Uh, Hess is an interesting one. I'd still probably lean towards keeping him. Um, He's been a bit quiet of late, but we know... I think you almost have to think of him as a, as a back, like as an attacking back where he can get the odd huge score, but his base stats won't be that good. But he can still average 50 for, this, for the year, so I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, Simpkins, you know, a, a big effort against the Sharks, 48 tackles in 73 minutes, so that's really why. And he's only uh, got a price in the 200s as well, so... And starting lock at the at the Titans. Titans, yeah. So I can see that. You know, Norman, great. Um, Hess is certainly a bit off the boil. Um, I don't know. Again, you know, you'd want to be trading out Simpkins down the line. So it comes back to whether where your trades are at as well. Jared tweeted us at Live Love Race wants to know uh, with DCE doing less kicking due to the green combination. His scores have dropped off the last two rounds. Is he still a keeper, or should I trade for the likes of Cody Walker? I think all, all season DCE has kind of relied on attacking stats a bit to get his big scores, as you say, with Green Green in. But he could still be a keeper anyway. Manly's a lot better this year than they were last year. Um, that means they're getting more tries. He's setting up more of them. So, again, I wouldn't really panic too much. No, well, yeah, as I sort of mentioned before, I was very keen to, to punt DCE but realised that would be a bit silly. So at this stage, I think he's a hold. He could bounce back with a big score um, this weekend. He's only got uh, five points and seven points the last fortnight in, in kick metres, which is down a fair bit for him. He got uh, 11 and, and 17 the two weeks before that. Is that just sort of the way Manly's games have gone? Or I mean, it could be a trend. Like This is the reason I didn't pick him up at the start of the year because it was a bit yeah. of a mystery how he'd, how he'd go. But it's a bigger call to sell someone, I think, once you've already got them. Every trade matters and you don't want to sell someone you know, and then see them score 56 like Dylan Walker did on the weekend. Sorry, CK. Um, who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. Um, David Carter at David Carter 717 wants to know, has the CHN train left the station? I'm starting to think there are a few spare seats. Is it too late for Corey Harawira and Ira? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like, it, like he's making heaps of money every week. Very quickly making a lot of money. But it's, it's got to be almost time up. If, if Fisher-Harris comes back from injury... Um, I don't know. I mean, Cartwright playing in the halves helps, but again, Tamara Martin could come back easily and then bump him out. So his job security isn't sensational long term. It'd be a huge risk, I think, bringing him in at this stage, 319. How much more money is he going to make? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that feeling that people have of missing a big cash cow, which happens. You can't get every cash cow. Um, I think you just have to cop it sometimes and wait for the next one and, and jump on early. Adrian, you're a non-CHN owner. Would you contemplate at all bringing him in now or is it just a case of cut your losses and wait for the next one? No, I'm just filled with regret. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to buy him. (laughs) Um, Last one here. Jacob Blank wants to know what should we do with Kelly and Kotrick? Any trade-out targets for either position? Sort of touched on these two guys. They're, I guess, both potential sells but not urgent sells. Yeah. I mean, if you can upgrade, then do it. It's it's really... Finding the, the really cheap... Guys is quite tough at the moment. So yeah. this is why we're getting excited about 
guys like Jalen Feeney just because they're playing and they're cheap. Um, yeah, so so at this time of the year, you don't really want to be going sideways unless there's an obvious cash cow at the same price. So upgrade, or as we've said with Kotrick, Jared Haynes, a nice obvious mm, guy yep. who's a fair bit cheaper. That could be going to be a good score. Yeah, that would be a good trade this week. So keep an eye on that one. Nice one. Boys, that brings us to the end of another uh, very in-depth podcast. Uh, Huge week ahead. Uh, Thanks again for joining us. I hope we've been of some help to you. If you want to get in touch with any of us on Twitter, you can tweet any of us. I'm at rckennedy80. We've got at Adrian McMurray and at Dom underscore Brock. Um, Fantasy preview video will be out uh, before the weekend. Uh, Good luck with your trades, and we will see you all again next week. Thank you. For your chance at $350,000 in cash and prizes, Head to fantasy.nrl.com and register your team today. You've been listening to the nrl.com Fantasy Podcast.